Welcome to the Context Podcast, sponsored by Geist Interactive. I'm your host, Jeremy Brown. The Claris product roadmap was released in November 2019, and there is a lot to digest. Todd sits with me today to give his thoughts about the way forward in the FileMaker and Claris Connect platforms. We talk a lot about digital transformation and its arrival. Todd shares his excitement and wonder about the new age of FileMaker that we're in, from cloud offerings to point and click connect to chatbots. As you'll hear, we at Geist Interactive are excited about the transformation our entire platform is beginning. It's a long time coming, it is necessary, and it is here to stay. Let's talk specifics on how this change will take place. Let's get right into it because uh, people know who you are. You've been on the, the your podcast a few times, so let's just get right to it, shall we? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> we want to talk about the roadmap a little bit. Yeah. Um, you have definite thoughts about the roadmap and just the the crazy year that we're in as far as being cl- people in the Claris platform. Uh, a couple of weeks ago now, there was a Claris product roadmap and Serini and Sangita and Robert and uh, Rick were on the call and they walked us through their roadmap for the upcoming couple years. Mm-hmm. Um, and they talked about this at DevCon as well. Right. Um, overall, just diving right in, it was, there's a lot of stuff coming yep. and I'm just, what's your overall impressions of the roadmap of where Claris is going? Um, I, it's all good in terms of like the, the, the technical tasks that they're undertaking. Um, it's really important. I mean, I don't know if we'll have time to, to get into digital transformation and what that means sort of as a technical term. Um, but, uh, it's definitely happening. It's happening in, in, in all parts of business all around the world. And the, the stuff that's on FileMaker's roadmap, um, and the, and the things that they're rolling out as soon as actually already rolling out with things like, like. Like Claris Connect and what's coming in the next version next uh, next spring, um, these things are essential to uh, to to turn Claris and the Claris platform into in, into workplace innovation platform that uh, you'll need to 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 undertake this task of digital transformation, which is basically just using technology well. That's what only to think about. It. There's lots of details about it, but but um, the the game has just changed so dramatically from where it was. Uh, back, you know, back when I started that you need a whole, not just a new set of technical abilities, but a new perspective on what it means to create information systems, to create value with technology for businesses and organizations. Uh, and that's the process we're in right now. And so the things that we're seeing on the roadmap are all there because if you, if you want to, if you want to be a company that provides tools in this space, you got to have these things. And so, yeah, in general, I think the roadmap is very positive and I'm glad to see that they're, they're, that they're moving so quickly on this stuff. That said, it's going to be, there's going to, it's going to be bumpy at times. We're going to have to undergo a transformation um, in, in the community and in our, in, in all, in all of our businesses, this is going to be part of what we have to go through, but we definitely need to get, to get further down this, this, uh, this road and this roadmap, so to speak. Today's episode is brought to you by Otto automatic server-to-server file migration. In the past, the process of deploying FileMaker files has been tough and error-prone for developers. The many-step and time-consuming process made us wary of using a development and production server setup. Instead, we would just develop live on the client's system. Luckily, Otto is here for FileMaker developers to use. It takes all the hassle and humanness out of the equation. We can now set up our development process correctly. Auto is an automatic server-to-server file migration process. One click of a button inside the auto migrator file or a file of your own making, and auto will backup and close both the development and live files. It will then move the development file over to the production server as the new live file migrate the data from the old live file to the new one, then open up the new live file with all of your changes. And it does all of this very fast. And Otto does so much more than that. Otto uses the data migration tool and the FileMaker developer API. 
The Auto Migrator file is fully made in FileMaker, so you can use these tools in Auto to completely customize your own setup. Check out the Auto demo at geistinteractive.com. See how fast it will transfer a demo file from your development to production server. Auto, automatic server-to-server -server file migration. Is uh, what what's the timing for Claris? Is it ahead? Is it just right? Are they a little bit behind? So they're both, which is kind of interesting. Certainly, um, let me start with the behind. They're behind on on cloud strategy, which they're working very hard to catch up on. But um, definitely, uh, definitely behind there. Um, there's really there's really no question that the cloud is the dominant way in which things will get built going forward. I know there are people out there who still want to run their own servers and run their own data centers. And in some cases they will, but in, in most, in almost all of those cases, they'll be running private cloud. So there'll still be clouds. It just won't be, they won't, may not be on, on, on the public cloud, but the cloud is, it has one. Um, and there are lots of reasons why that is. I went into some of these in our earlier podcast. And I think at DevCon, I talked about some of the, some of the advantages that we have here, but, uh, and, and honestly, FileMaker is a bit behind there. And another way in which that shows up is, um, is deployment. You know, uh, when you're, uh, uh, most business apps that are get that, that get created today are, are deployed via web browsers and, um, FileMaker's predominant methodology for doing that for desktop apps anyway, is still, um, it's still a native desktop application, uh, so they're it's they're behind there, and and the you know the not having to install something really really matters, uh, and uh, so again they're they're working on these, but they're a little behind. I would say a little behind in sort of in user interface in terms of what's available um, for people using other other types of environments, other types of platforms or open web platforms. You know you don't you just don't have the the wide number of of components and layout controls that you might want. Again, working on this, but honestly, at this point, we're, we're behind. Um, a couple ways in which we're ahead, which are kind of interesting. Uh, one that's sort of uh, obvious when you look at it really in any depth is FileMaker Go is actually a great way to build mobile apps. Uh, it works really well there. It fits it fits the um, the, the the device really well. There are good reasons to have native device, uh, native apps on on your device, and so in a lot of ways, FileMaker Go is 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 really advanced compared to the competition in, in this area. I don't think we take advantage of that as much as we should. I think we should we should really, as a community, look as to how we can leverage um, how good FileMaker Go is uh, more than we are. It's a mobile world out there. More and more people are working on iPads and iPhones all the time. And um, there's more and more use cases being be, being created out there that are mobile use cases, not so much being tied to a desk. So I think we underutilize that advantage to some degree, but definitely FileMaker Go is, is, is ahead. The other one is, I'm trying to think of how to sum it up, but so in terms of doing the kinds of, uh, in, in some ways, digital transformation requires being able to do, not in some ways, in, in some of the use cases that get involved in this, in this digital transformation story, you really need to be able to build these lightweight applications that connect data and display some dashboards, maybe some statuses of how things are in different places. And, and it turns out that, that having a tool that has the ability to talk to, um, talk to APIs, the ability to display an interface um, to, to a user, to ask them for feedback, to make selections, choices, make corrections to things, and the, and the ability to, to, to store data it is super important. And so FileMaker has that as being a database application environment. It has that already in. You don't have to, you don't have to decide what database you're using. You don't have to decide. You know, a lot of these things are just kind of there. So, so in some ways, that, that is a really nice advantage that, that we have um, mm -hmm. in terms of that. There's others that are just sort of you know, simple deployment across multiple devices. Um, and it's got a low code aspect to it. That's certainly advanced uh, beyond what most other low codish type environments can do. Um, so yeah, the, 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 the kind of the, the ability that it has to go from low code to pro code, I, I don't think is matched anywhere, uh, in, out there, uh, in other platforms, 
so yeah, so a little ahead, so a little ahead, a little behind, and and that's why. It, but the but but the behind stuff was was really important, and that's why FileMaker is taking such dramatic steps with with things like Claris Connect and and the cloud the cloud V two and those kinds of things. So previous versions of FileMaker probably could not have made the digital the transformation to digital not completely i mean like i said we, we we got some good stuff we got go we got the ability to to make these lightweight apps um um that fit really well in that framework but you got to be able to deploy to the cloud that's um it's got to be cloud first and have all the advantage of the cloud yes we can do cloud deployments now and now that we have filemaker cloud we can do this even easier but there's a we should probably say this for another podcast as to why what what it means to be truly cloud native, and um, we're not we're not there yet. And some of the things are on the roadmap. Things like like being able to do machine learning and uh, um, stuff. Uh, some of that stuff really helps if it's already on the cloud. Um, some we can do with uh, and, and on things like FileMaker Go. But there's a lot of advantages that accrue once you're in the cloud. Um, so so yeah, we can't fully get there. And the Claris Connect is another. Another thing that really helps answer some of the some of the uh, digital transformation story, which is how do you do these lightweight integrations um, with all these different applications that you need to that you need to get together and you know pull together. So we're talking a lot about digital transformation. I want to hear about that. We'll get into some of the roadmap, but it occurs to me that um, and this completely be, may may be by choice and is good for some people, but. If people don't stay on the latest versions of FileMaker yeah. and adopt these things, they're not going to transform. No, to use the word, right? No, I think this is you know we 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 I know we talked about this in an earlier podcast. So I don't want to hammer on it too much, but it's a good point. It's worth mentioning again. Um, the pace is the pace of change is so fast now that um, you really you really can't afford to get left behind uh, in terms of I mean if you're trying to stay relevant. Um, you you can't be running FileMaker 13, which you know we still get people asking us for help, and we can't help you. I mean, we just we just can't. Um, and uh, and and you know even up to um, 15, really now we're, we're saying you know hey we, we got to get off that. And now FileMaker said that they're going to support even a narrower version. And I think this is absolutely appropriate. Um, you need to be on the latest versions to take advantage of um, this stuff that's coming. And especially over the next few years, it's going to be coming very rapidly. Mm-hmm. So um, now, now the window is down from three years to two years. You have two years on a version before it, it drops off end of life. And, um, you know, I think that's encouraging people to go in the right direction in terms of, of, of making sure you're up to date. Now, part of this is still a transition phase is that once we're fully cloud, there's no versions, right? Mm-hmm. No versions. Once that's one of the advantages that you have in cloud is that there's there's no such thing as if you're running the cloud, you're running the latest version, right? There isn't another version of 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 the system, and so right now we still have a bunch of versions. Um, but over time, as as FileMaker moves more and more stuff to the cloud, uh, they've said you know they're cloud first, not cloud only, and and I, I don't want people to think that that they're going to be abandoning the on-prem stuff anytime soon. They're not. And they've been very clear on that in the roadmap and other places, but it um, you can definitely expect that the emphasis will be on the cloud, and and um, and um, that's where a lot of the advantages will accrue first. Okay. And again, it's just because that's where things are easier to do in, in that regard. So, uh, so yeah. I noticed in the uh, roadmap, I was listening to it again today, and uh, Serini starts by talking about cloud first. Yeah, that's there. So obviously, when you talk about something first, you're you're putting the most emphasis on yeah. that, right? Yeah. That's the very first thing. And he spent quite a bit of time doing that. Yeah. Sangeeta talked about Claris Connect yeah. a lot, and then you know, and Robert and Rick were able to get on and talk about some of the new features, but. It's very clear, even in the webinar, completely different than just a year ago, where they would spend time talking about all the new features. Yeah. They didn't talk about features, but a couple minutes, right? It yeah. was focused on this cloud. It was focused on the workflows. It was focused on the connections. So, well, I think, you know, part of that is they just launched Cloud V2 and they just launched the ETS for, or the beta, sorry, for, for, for Claris Connect. So that's, and these are, these are new things. This is, these are the first... Two, two new launches since the name changed. 
and it sort of is indication of the multi-product um, story that FileMaker is going to have going forward in terms of, you know, their, their new products are going to be probably exclusively cloud. Um, and that, you know, so that's Claris Connect. So they're definitely going to be going to be pushing that. Um, but it'll be interesting to see like, what does that mean, you know, um, in terms of the amount of, of um, bandwidth that in terms of things like things like the roadmap get, you know, we we've had how many roadmaps do we get a year now? I don't remember one, maybe maybe two. Yeah, usually in the fall. Yeah, yeah. Usually so I, I would expect that because of the pace of change and because of the different products that we have now with FileMaker mm -hmm. and Connect that we probably will see them more often, or at least we'll have ones for, you know, ones for connect and ones for, ones for, one for FileMaker. It's yeah. just gonna have to be, there's there's more to cover, right? So, uh, so yeah, I, I wouldn't worry. I mean, if anybody's worried about the lack of, of focus on, on that, on, on FileMaker, there's a lot of new stuff coming to FileMaker that's re that to the platform, to the product that we know and, and love. Um, that's incredibly impactful. Um, that's going to be happening as soon as six months, um, and and then from and then going on from there. So there's a lot happening, and when when we get to closer to that um, stuff dropping, there's going to be plenty of buzz on that. But right now, the buzz was cloud and and connect because those two just launched. It's our stance from previous versions that a version is just a version. They add features to it. That's yeah. great. We just continue to move yeah. on, right? Yeah. So. I guess I, I I guess I'm learning that the features are not the exciting part. It's the it's the connection. It is the transformation that is happening at a lightning fast speed here. Well, not not I'm not sure what you what you mean by features in that in that case. I certainly think that the features uh, that each of the that these features like what we're going to get in 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 the next version are, are critically important. Um, but maybe with what you mean that the, that we're just we're going to be getting new features all the time, and so we don't need to you know be be so concerned about it stagnation, for example. Then yes, we're going to get um, uh, new versions of FileMaker, um, you know, regularly, very regularly, and and those will have new features. Sometimes they'll be really fancy new features. Sometimes there'll be performance improvements. Sometimes there'll be a lot of bug fixes, but there will be continuously being uh being new stuff rolled out at a pace which we just we weren't able to even comprehend before one of the things in the cloud first screen is the claris customer console yeah do you have thoughts about that it says you'll be able to create apps directly on the cloud and then directly download those apps from that customer console yeah so this is part of part of what um one of the things that they have to do and then in other words, to be relevant today. So, uh, you know, contrast the experience of uh, not, you know, for those of us who've been using FileMaker for a long time, we know what, what, it's, what its power is. We don't, we, don't, we don't need to be convinced, but imagine you're, you're a new person that's tasked with dealing with digital transformation, workplace innovation. You've got to deal with all this, this information flowing around. You've got to build things. What do you, you're going to look around for stuff and, you know, to help you do this. And you're going to stumble on a bunch of different offerings from a bunch of different people. And, and in almost every case, the process you'll go through will be you'll sign up for an account and you'll immediately begin, you'll be able to start using that thing to start doing whatever it is you're doing. Let's say you're going to use, you know, like say Zapier, for example, before we had Connect. You go into Zapier, you immediately are, start, are starting to, to create your, your zaps and they've got templates for you. They've got all these things for you to try out. Um, and, and that's how, and that's how connect works too, right? That's how Clarence connect is going to work. But think about the, the procedure that most FileMaker folks have had to go through to actually start to use FileMaker. And you can see it's just night and day. Like you can't, the idea that somebody's going to go fill out a form, get a download for a, for a, uh, uh, you know, for the, for the trial, and then, you know, they go to their email, they download, they get this, they, they install this thing and then they open it. And now they have to, they, maybe they can, they can create some templates and maybe that's great. Maybe they went that far. Maybe they got into it that far, which is already far more than anybody else would have to do with say, you know, like the earlier process I described. And now they want to share it. Well, what do they have to do? Now they have to start a server trial, right? So, I mean, those the roadblocks in getting a new person to experience the wins that FileMaker can bring to an organization 
compared to cloud first offerings that are available today is night and day. I mean, you, you can't expect that people are going to run that gauntlet to get to, to, to in, in any great numbers to use FileMaker. So we want to, so the idea of being able to do what you just described and doing this stuff right in cloud is that the experience going forward will be somebody can, can immediately get launched into a cloud trial. So they sign up, they're in, they're picking templates. They're actually, you know, being able to tweak those templates. They can download them if they want, but they can use them right there in, in WebDirect. Um, they can actually start start experiencing the power of FileMaker, doing some of this light authoring stuff, and get the. They can actually feel it, and then they can share it. They can send it off to their boss. Say, Look at this cool thing that I just made to track whatever it is that whatever problem we're trying to solve. You know, project management, event management, whatever. Look at this. I just made it. Right. That is an essential piece that has to get solved if you're going to be a cloud first company. And so they're working on it and it's, um, you know, and I think they're going to, they're going to be successful in it. Um, so yeah. Okay. So does that answer the question? I don't know. If I you, think so. Yes. <laughs> um, I'd have gone off the rails there, but that's kind of it. I mean, it's pretty important that we get that solved if we want new people to come to the platform. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, let's take a look at some of those features that they talked about. They mentioned specifically the web authoring, which yep. and consumption, which we've talked about. Yep. Um, relative positioning, yep. um, JavaScript support, templates, yep. add-ons, JavaScript components, and card support for you know in the for the web. I, yeah, yeah, it's important. We got that for WebDirect. It, it was um, it was a missing piece. Cards are so important for how you build stuff that without being able to use them on the web, it was just a, a problem. But I think I think with nineteen, I mean, I think WebDirect um, is it, still there. There are there are some issues with uh, there are some issues. I shouldn't say issues. It totally works, but there there are some um, I think long term things that will need to happen with 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 WebDirect to really get where we need to go. But I think with nineteen, it becomes something that you could totally consider using because we now get the card window. Um, I, I mean, in using for serious apps because we get the card window and we get full JavaScript support, which are a couple of things that were missing for us, for example. And really embracing and embracing deploying on WebDirect, so we're going to get that uh, um, soon, which is which is fantastic. You spoke about mobile. Uh, yep. You mentioned a lot about FileMaker Go. FileMaker um, Go continues to impress. I don't know what what were some of the features they talked about there. Uh, support for Core ML. Yeah, that's awesome. Amazing. Read NFC tags. Yeah, I like the really cool NFC tags are these little tiny. Um, you can get them as stickers, and. Uh, you can you put them on things and then you just put your phone next to it like it's within us they're they're near field communication so it's pretty close and it will transmit it, it'll transmit the data that's on that tag into the into the phone so these are good for like uh, for um, inventory tracking not exactly the same as RFID which is a little bit different because RFID works at a distance um, NFC works at very very near like you have to actually touch it so identification badges kind of where barcodes were, were a thing, but even faster because you don't actually have to point your camera. You just have to get your phone close by. It's pretty cool. And Core ML on the iPhone is just awesome. That's going to be great stuff. So, yeah. Uh, also, the um, uh, Siri support. Yeah, Siri support. This is something I just started messing around with. It's pretty cool being able to do Siri shortcuts and do like start to build into because they're doing some neat stuff on iOS in general around automation and series and Siri uh, shortcuts. So having that, uh, having that ability with FileMaker Go, again, it's just, FileMaker Go is an awesome app development kit for iOS. And, and um, as a community, we should be taking much bigger advantage of it than we are. Finally, uh, they talked about uh, an Android client. Yeah, I don't know what the, I mean, I think that's interesting because they never really talked about that before. I think it's sort of a recognition that, um, the, you know, for the first, I don't know, it's been what, 10 years, 12 years since the iPhone launched, something like that. And for the for half of that, um, and, uh, iOS, maybe for a third of it, iOS really dominated. Um, but uh, in terms of numbers, pure numbers, I think this is just a recognition that those days are over. iOS obviously is a critical component and still um, incredibly important part of the ecosystem and will always be so, not just because it's, 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 you know, it's Claris as an Apple company, but just because of 
of the uh, of the amazing innovation that happens on iOS. Um, it's where things sort of tend to happen first in many cases. You can't deny the reality that nine. I, th I don't. I think the numbers are are eighty or ninety percent of smartphones are Android, uh, and you can't. We, we we can't ignore that forever. So. Um, Oh, yeah, we'll see. I'm not. I don't know what their plans are there, so it'll be interesting to see. Um, then Sangeeta got up there to talk about Claris Connect, and I know that the beta has just been opened, and you can request an application. You you can apply to be in the beta program. Um, you at DevCon, you were one of the four people or so that yep. that got to play with it yep. a little bit. What was your What's your overall feeling of it uh, and your use of it so far? Yeah, so it's it, it's really good. So when it, part of digital transformation is is being able to use your all the services that you have that have that have APIs effectively, um, and part of that means being able to do 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 integrations. Now, now some integrations like a like a real true two way syncing, um, which are are a requirement for certain types of projects are are. Are pretty complex and are probably not something you're going to build directly into something like uh, or build directly with something like like Claris Connect, but that's not really what it's designed for and and not really where the sweet spot is because the sweet spot is there's just so many of these of the of, of these connections you want to make that do maybe just one thing like literally maybe all I want to do is have every Stripe charge that comes into my account get into get into my into my FileMaker system. And that is drop dead easy with Claris Connect. Or maybe it's I wanted to get into I wanted to get into QuickBooks and my FileMaker system. Again, drop dead easy to pull that off with Claris Connect. Or let's say I want to use my my Microsoft Office 365 account to send email. Drop dead easy to do with Claris Connect. HTML mail is what I meant by that. So, or, or use, or, or use, um, or use MailChimp to do that. Really, really, really simple to do. And, and the, the, if you don't have that tool, the, the ask to get some, to get, be able to do that with FileMaker today is quite high to be able to do like say OAuth integration and, um, uh, to get everything set up and get your developer account created and, and do all those things that, um, you have to do to make it work. I think at DevCon I showed my example was sending HTML mail. Um, and I sent it through uh, through FileMaker natively, and uh, and then I sent it through 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 Claris Connect, and then I compared the number of things I had to do on the FileMaker side to do it natively compared to the stuff I had to do on the Claris Connect side, and it's you know it's like I don't know one fifth one it's like five percent of the effort. I mean it's it's that kind of win. It's twenty times easier to do those kinds of those kinds of things with Claris Connect. Todd, what are we going to do if this is so easy? We won't have to spend hours and hours. There, there's still hours. things to do. So, uh, you know, I, I, you know, what people will discover once they start using this, it's like, it's like anything else. Once you unlock one level of things, there's, there's always new levels that get up that, that are now available and that are now apparent that weren't apparent before. Um, and that'll happen with Claris Connect. Or the easiest things that people can may, maybe relate to are syncing. Syncing is, it's not just about hey when uh, when a Stripe charge comes send it to my FileMaker. It's actually it would be something like make sure that the, my records in FileMaker are in sync with my with my records in Stripe. And that's actually a different thing. You can get you can get some of the way there by just having those new things come in. But if your system, if if for some reason you missed one of those charges because your FileMaker database. Um, wasn't maybe you yet it was down for maintenance or whatever you need to have ways to recover from that and Claris Connect gives you some of those ways but in order to really do a two-way sync there's a whole bunch of other things that you would have to do that um, you might you might be able to build on top of Claris Connect but it's certainly not going to be uh, you know like hey let me just create this one flow and it's just going to work so um, you know there's those kinds of things and then the other thing is because you can now create all these integrations so easy, now your problem is, I've got all these integrations. How do I <laughs> like? How do I know what's happening? Where? When? How? And and again, Claris Connect provides you some of those tools, but and they're and they're and they're good tools. You get the history. You can see how things are going. You look at your activity. But now you have a kind of a metaphor or a mental model problem of, boy, I've just got all this data flying around from app to app. How do I do this effectively? Am, am I, 
am I, you know, am I missing something or am, is there better ways to do this? So there's, there's a whole new level of expertise that has to get developed around, around how to use a tool like, like Claris Connect effectively. So we're not going to run out of things to do. That's for sure. You mentioned that it's drop dead simple to do this. Yeah. So I know you can do it. You've, you've, you've proved that and you can connect via Claris Connect. Does, do people need to know any sort of like language, any, any technical stuff, or is it just drag drop, you know, add a connection? Yeah. Is it it's, it's, a, it's a lot of point and click. Okay. Um, I think, but again, it's, and so it's certainly easier to learn how to use Claris Connect than it is to say, use insert from URL. Way easier. Like, you know, no question. There are concepts that you may you may get exposed to that you never got exposed to before if you've never done integrations um, and uh, things like webhooks. What's a webhook? How do I what 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 does that even mean? So you have to learn a bunch of new things, um, but it's you're not necessarily having to learn the implementation details of how to how to make them all kind of work together. You just have to know that sometimes I need a webhook and this is how I create one and this is where I put it and and oh and then when I when I'm looking at the charges that are coming in from Stripe, here's all this, what is all, what is all this stuff that's in here? And this was some kind of JSON, I guess. And so you, there, there's definitely things to learn. So it's not like, it's not like, um, I mean, it's like anything, anything where you're, where you're being exposed to having to take on a new task. There's definitely things to learn. Um, and I wouldn't say that it's completely unrelated to programming because there's certainly, you know, you've got if, you've got um, if else, you've got conditional stuff in there, you've got, you've got calculations in there. Um, so there's definitely some of this low code kind of stuff in there that you got to learn. And, um, and it's not exactly not programming, but it's definitely more in the, in the no code or low code end of programming than it is in, you know, say like Adobe Illustrator or something like that, right? But even with something like that, or Photoshop, you still got to learn all that stuff, right? It's just not quote code. Um, but, yeah. that, those are really good topics to 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 talk about in the future, even yeah. before because yeah, webhooks is a is is going to be a new idea for a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, present company right here included, yeah. so it's worth getting ahead. You know, I talked with um, Josh in a previous episode about things to learn in FileMaker, and because they keep adding stuff, we keep having to. <laughs> learn new concepts, new technology kind yep. of things. Yep. And that's only going to happen more right. as this goes faster, that's right? right? That's right. So I think one of the things that's kind of nice about what's happening here, I mean, obviously we all this stuff is, is comes from, from our, our, our extensive work in FileMaker and our continued use of it. But the, a lot of the concepts that we're using right now are really just general... Um, integration or business systems problems that have to get solved. And I, I said this at DevCon and, and, uh, um, and, and the Claris folks retweeted it last week. They said that, that we all have, we all have a skill set that every company in the world needs. And that is this ability to think about data. Right. And mm -hmm. so there's a few new things we're going to get with like Claris connect that will help us think about data in new ways. But, but, but this, this, these skills, that that um, that we're learning now with like Claris Connect or with or even like with JSON, right? We had to learn about JSON and we had to learn a little bit about HTTP and, and those kinds of things. Those are all skills that just apply. Period to every any business that is doing that is doing business today is in any scale that has more than five people is using JSON somewhere, right? They're they're doing some kind of integration, even if it's just like uh, you know some simple Mailchimp thing. They're doing it. It's happening. And so all these things that we're learning now are, are applicable inside of our community. But really the reason why Claris is doing all this is because these things are kind of a, are evolving into a general business integration skill set, a general digital transformation skill set or workplace innovation, whatever, pick your term there. These skill sets, these, these skills and these concepts and this knowledge applies across the board. Whether you're using FileMaker, whether you're using Claris Connect, or using, you know, uh, um, or you're writing Node.js or JavaScript, all the same. One of the big themes of of the roadmap was the emerging tech that yeah. is coming 
either soon or a little bit later. And a couple we've already mentioned, but there are a couple more that they put in here. One was chatbots integration. Yep. Um, there's, and I, I'd love for you to comment on each one of these. There's analytics and reporting, which yeah. it's, it's kind of vague, but it's interesting to me because I like working with charts. I build dashboards yeah. for people. I'm interested to see what that means in emergence, emerging technology. Yeah, emerging I think, so this gets into, I, I, I can't remember if I mentioned this book already. There's a great book called Digital Transformation by, by Tom Siebel. We'll put it in the, in the show notes. And it gets into a lot of the, the pieces that talk, the core technology behind what's happening right now. And one of them that was, was just sort of recently opened up for me in terms of its importance was um, he talks about it in terms of big data, the way you mentioned it was, was analytics and, and also reporting. Um, but it's, it's the, so we always, I've always thought about data for many, many years as the, you know, the subject matter that we're building the system for invoices, you know, events, whatever it is that we were doing, that was, that was data. And so that's what I thought about in terms of big data. What, what, what people talk about in terms of big data today is all that, but also it's things like, how are people actually using the systems that you're building? How are they using it? What, what, what features are they using? How often are they using those features? That's also data, right? We would maybe call that metadata before, but um, it's data and it has a lot of value. <clears throat> and so I don't actually know exactly what FileMaker means in terms of this, but but to me, this is what I hope, is that they're going to give us the tools that we need. And again, this gets easier when we're 100% in cloud so that when we build things for people, we can actually get some insight into what, into, in, in, into what they're doing and how they're, how they're using it. Uh, and it's not so that we can spy on them and sell them you know, ads or whatever like you might, people might fear. It's so that we can build better projects, so better products or, or, or do better customizations for them because we know what they're actually doing. We can actually see, well, nobody ever runs a script. This script hasn't been run in three years. We can just get rid of it. Wouldn't that be nice to know, right? It's like, these are the kinds of things that you get. When you're in cloud, you get all these things easier. It's not that you can't do them on-prem, but they get easier when they're in cloud. So yeah, the, uh, I think chatbots are interesting. Um, that's, kind of a, that's kind of a raid, uh, all the, the rage right now. It's kind of the way people do support and a lot of things. and. I think they're very useful because they, again, again, it's sort of once you're in the cloud, this gets easier because they use, it's not just having a little chat that somebody's on the other end of. They, what they mean by chat bots are things that are actually able to respond intelligently um, to the, at least the first couple queries that somebody might have, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and, and do it in a conversational way. So they get, they get through, you know, the first like, hey, what are you interested in? What's your question? Kind of get through that first level of, of conversation, then they can either point them at documentation or connect them to a, to a real person on the other side. So it's that kind of thing. So it's using it's using um, intelligence in some ways. You know, the chatbots are are one of the ways in which people talk. I don't know that I really call it AI. I'm not sure that anybody can really call it AI, but it's kind of this idea of your when you when you pop open a chatbot on an app you're using, there's a reasonable chance that you're not talking to a person right away. You're talking to to some bot that is responding to you, at least until you get further in, and then they hand you off, right? That's an indication to me. You know, chatbots are the way this is expressed, but it's really, it's really more of this idea of being able to use machine learning to do better jobs of, of predicting what people want when they're when they have questions for you, or what is, or, or what one of your users might want instead of instead and and being able to give them answers without having to. Um, build a fancy UI or have a person being able to give them the answers. Just in my limited use of those, those um, chatbots, it's, it's interesting that that would come into FileMaker because I'm looking at some of my projects now and I, I don't see how they would be useful, but I just don't know. Um, I think, yeah, it's, I think it's not only chatbots for the project, but also the ability to create chatbots and use them. So one of the things that, like I've had this, um, I've had an app for a, a couple of years on my, on my phone that the only interface is, is, is just SMS, just chat. And it, it, what it does is it takes a little bit of money out of my bank account. Whenever it, whenever it, it uses machine learning to, or, or uh, some kind of AI or machine learning to figure out when it can take a few dollars from my checking account without me noticing. And it just mm -hmm. takes it out. 
And then, and then Where does it have, what's that? <laughs> Where it, does it put it? It puts it in a savings account. That's a good point. Oh, okay. And then, so <laughs> if I want to know how much is in there, I just go to my, I have a, you know, it's sending, it sends me updates every so often, a week or so. It says, Hey, you saved this much money this week. And if I ever want to transfer money back, I just say, I just type withdraw. And it just, it just withdraws the money and puts it back into my checking account. I say withdraw hundred dollars and it'll say, do you want us, do you want, it'll confirm, you know, say yes. If you want us to transfer hundred dollars, I say yes. And hundred dollars gets transferred. So I didn't need a UI. I didn't need an app. I didn't need anything. I just needed chat to do it, to get that thing solved. So there's a certain, there's a certain type of information exchange or a certain type of application that can probably be handled in a conversational way. So users of databases create records. Do you think a chatbot could help me create a record and get data into it? So, so one thing is, you know, obviously FileMaker is a database. So we tend to think about that in terms of databases. I would suggest yeah. we don't think about it quite so much. Don't put it primacy is in front and center because the end user doesn't care whether it's a database or a record or a table or a row. or They have no, they have, they have no skin in that game. What they care about is getting their question answered or their job done, right? So in terms of, in terms of that, um, let's say, I mean, the simple example that you, you see quite, quite often now on the internet is, um, you know, you go to a website and a little window pops up says, Hey, you have any questions? And, um, you might maybe just dismiss it or maybe say, yeah, Hey, listen, I want, I want some more information about barcode creator, right? Let's say, let's say that was, that was the question. Uh, and the chat box could say, Sure, I can help you with that. Um, here's some links to the documentation. And then the person says, uh, actually, no, I just need to know what the price is. Well, here's the price. Well, how do I buy it? Here's a link to buy it. And the person clicks it and they go to the shopping cart, they check out. At the end of the day, database records were created, but the user doesn't care, right? Wouldn't it be cool if we could write those kinds of things as FileMaker scripts yeah. or as JavaScript widgets, right? Wouldn't that be great if we could do that kind of stuff? We could ask the widget, the chatbot, like, how much did I do in sales yesterday? Yes, yeah, exactly. Great, great right. example, right? Like, how, how, what, what were my numbers yesterday? And it could just say, you know, here you did, the, you did this much, you made these many calls, you made this many in sales, you built this number of hours, whatever it is. You can make these things, um, you can make these things conversational. Where you see that happening a lot is what they call conversational marketing. Today, that's what the, the scenario I just went through. But I think we're going to see more of this, where it's more of the interfaces that that we're creating are are conversational in nature, as opposed to a particular screen and a form. Let's say a lot of what we do now is form driven. Mm -hmm. uh, it could be that we're just having conversations with combinations of bots and 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 people that are getting the work done. Very nice. I mean, you know, if you think about it. User interfaces, the screens that we created, um, we had to, I mean, there's obviously, it's not like these are going to be, I want to be clear on this. This is important. It's not that screens are going away. It's not that applications are going away. It's not that, um, you know, everything is going to be conversational. It's going to be, it's going to be some things that used to be screens will be conversational and there'll be a whole slew of new things that get invented that'll just be done through these conversational bots. You know, like like in other countries and actually we have it in the U.S. now with Apple Pay um, has the cash card you can do through you can do through messaging. But in Asia, they people pay. They buy stuff with their messengers. They use they use the Facebook or the um, whatever the Chinese one, the big Chinese one is. They buy things in vending machines using their messenger apps. Right. Conversational. Right. We haven't done that here, but we probably because over there. People had smartphones and they had messengers before they had computers, right? So they're creating that whole new thing there. That'll be the future. It'll be much more like that in terms of those kinds of things. So it's not that we're necessarily seeing a replacement of old ways, just like TV didn't get rid of radio. It just created a whole bunch of new stuff. That's the same thing that's happening here. Okay. All right. Um, one small but big part of the new versions of FileMaker includes dark mode. I know you love dark <laughs> mode. So. Do you like dark mode in FileMaker now? Um, I do. Yes, I think. I, once I discovered that I could change, I didn't know this. Somebody had to point it out to me. Change <laughs> the colors on my on my uh, my all my different in my in my script workspace. Yeah, in script workspace. Yeah. So I could change it so they would show up better because I didn't know that. 
<laughs> I didn't know how yeah. to do it. So I just was like, well, this color is a little weird. But then once I got that figured out. So this this platform is not slowing down. We're speeding up and yeah. it's really good for all of us to <laughs> stay current. You know, that's. I mean, I think the, the big thing we just kind of glo- we didn't really talk about too much because maybe we've covered in other things, but it's it's going to be the biggest it's the, the biggest impact on pure FileMaker systems um, after next year will be the JavaScript uh, with, yeah. in FileMaker. Um, this is this is a game changer in terms of, of, of what we can do for FileMaker UIs. We no longer have to wait for FileMaker to develop controls that we really need. Or we, know to, we no longer have to create really crazy hacks to pull off things like tree views or calendars. Um, we can just make them and, and it work really well. This is huge. I'll, I'll go back to something that is a big theme of yours and that, that escape hatch idea. Yeah. If FileMaker were somehow to decide to create a calendar, yeah. I mean, would that be perfectly fine yeah. or? No, yeah? no, of course, of course. Anything they, listen, anything they can do that will make it so that we don't have to do it is great. But you just said that th- those are no longer, like using the JavaScript the way that it's coming is no longer that hacky of a way. No, it's not. And so we could certainly do it. But my, but I thought you were asking a question: is if is a filemaker creates a calendar, should is that a problem? The answer is no. We want them to yeah. do everything. If if they would give us every control possible, that would be great. Practically, though, the reason why JavaScript widgets are so important is because they can't practically do that. And and mm-hmm. also not just in terms of like the the scale of engineering effort it would take. It's that interfaces is an area that rapidly it changes. Mm-hmm. And where it changes the where it changes most rapidly is on the web. So being able to build whatever you can build in a web page in inside a FileMaker application means that we don't have to wait for FileMaker to get to those things. Or because some things they may, it may not be useful for them to create. A calendar is pretty useful, right? You can you can assume that at some point calendars will not be um, foreign to FileMaker. Um, but uh, a, a photo editor. Probably not. I don't see FileMaker creating a photo editor. There wouldn't be a lot of reason for them to do that. Um, so third parties will do it, and they'll, they'll and they'll work great. Um, and so that's that's what the web viewer stuff is is really about. It's an extension. Every good platform needs escape hatches or ways to extend. And FileMaker has been, uh, you know, frankly, not great at this. I mean, I. We've, we've done about everything we, we, we can um, for years in this area with, with things like modular FileMaker and um, other things. But, but it's really one of the areas in which FileMaker lags probably more than anything else is, is the ability to make modules. Uh, and um, uh, I, I, mean, I mean, plugins, the problem with plugins is that they were written in, in C, which is a very, very, very um, difficult thing to learn. The extension that we have now is JavaScript, which is you know, the most popular programming language on the, on the planet for a reason, because it's relatively easy. So this, 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 this uh, lowers the bo- the bar on creating extensions for FileMaker. You have to have an extension, um, a way to make extensions for a platform like this. You can't just, uh, it can't be closed. And so finally, finally, we are going to have things that are pretty close to modules or add-ons that are going to work um, in in the future with FileMaker, and that is just that is just a monster, monster, monster win. In in this way, you you mentioned this FileMaker was was behind the times yeah, because it 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 didn't allow us, or people thought it didn't allow us to bring in external components, for the lack of a better word, yeah. widgets, yeah, into into FileMaker, and people were are are kind of resistant for. I'm not sure what reasons, but but that's how it works. I'm w- learning React right now, and I've learned I don't need to build my own calendar widget or card widget or photo gallery. I can just bring that in from somebody who's already written one, right, okay. from that library. Sure. So it's it's odd that we still think that FileMaker should have everything in it. Well, it's, it's just the world that we grew up in, I think. It's, just, that's okay. what, it's what we were used to. Um, we did not have a good extension model, um, so people didn't make things that were extendable or that were designed okay. to be to be shared. Um, we, I mean, we tried. Modular FileMaker was a was a good approach. There were others. We did about the best that we could, and we we pushed the web viewer thing as far as we could. And that's what and well, that's why um, firms that are that are 
are on the on the cutting edge. FileMaker firms on the cutting edge have been building WebViewer widgets for a couple of years now because we did have the ability if you knew what you were doing, but they didn't work on WebDirect, so it was we, we were sort of cut off from from this major deployment strategy, and they were and they were hard on Windows. They were a pain, um, and so mo both of those things go away, and we have a really really solid integration going forward, and that is. That means that now these things are just much easier to do, and so mm -hmm. people will do them more, and they'll share them more, and they'll become they'll become truly the first truly shareable um, thing that we've had that we've had in FileMaker. So that's great; it's fantastic. I, I don't think we've said this enough, but you can the listeners can stay tuned to Geist Interactive because we will be writing about this and oh, yeah. putting out videos about this and providing materials to help us learn these new things that are coming. I mean, we, so. we should say that we've been, we've been setting the or laying the groundwork for this transition for a number of years. I mean, that was why a few years back I wrote, I wrote the FM web viewer bridge. Um, that's why we've been doing, you know, you've been doing all the blogging and the training on using JavaScript and web viewers um, was because, you know, this was, this was the way forward. We could see the writing on the wall. And so we started to get prepared for it. And our clients have already received a lot of benefit from that, uh, and other other people who are doing it are, are, are seeing that are seeing that benefit as well. But come FileMaker night, come FileMaker next. Um, this is going to be everywhere. It's just going to be everywhere, and everybody will be able to take advantage of these things. And so there'll be a lot more of them flying around. Great. Uh, so whereas before it took some special skill, or at least you know maybe I mean maybe it's worth saying just this very specific thing is that the stuff that we were doing in FileMaker widgets, WebViewer widget wise, was um, we, we we relied on techniques that were not um, officially part of FileMaker's quote unquote Q&A process. So when things broke, which they did over the years a number of times, we would have to go through and get FileMaker to um, look at it and agree to fix it. And for the most part, they were great at doing it. They said, yeah, we can, we can, we can fix this, but it wasn't something that they were saying, yes, these are things that we are going to now test for going forward. Um, and starting in the next version, the integration methods that we have are native parts of the platform. And so therefore things that FileMaker will be testing as part of their QA process. So that right there just means that we can really begin to bet big on them. Very good. Well, I think we'll leave it there for now. Um, we've gone almost an hour and uh, we got to get back to some client work here. But um, all right. Well, thanks, Todd, for your uh, conversation. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Great. Thanks, Jeremy. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Context Podcast, sponsored by Geist Interactive. We hope you enjoyed it. We are grateful to the wonderful guests who give us their time to talk FileMaker, technologies outside of FileMaker, and the FileMaker community. You can find the Context Podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast episodes. Please give us a rating and a review. Your thoughts make the podcast more visible, and we are always interested in what you have to say. Talk with you next week.